Welcome to Sundial Now on WLRN. I'm Leslie Ovalle Atkinson. Hurricane Ian has left behind historic damage on Florida's Gulf Coast. At least 100 deaths have been reported in the aftermath, and that number is expected to rise as search and rescue efforts continue. Like with any other natural disaster, the devastation is not limited to the loss of infrastructure or property. Each home that's been flooded, destroyed, represents a single person or a family that will now be faced with starting over. Maria Alejandra Cardona is a video journalist with Reuters. She's based out of Miami, and she's been on the southwest coast of Florida since early last week reporting on the storm. I caught up with her yesterday. I went to Matlache Islands, which is right tucked in between Cape Coral and Pine Isles. So in Matlache, it's a really small beach community. Their main road is completely like down, just like Sanibel. And so the roads are completely crumbled up. There's no bridge. And so the only way in and out of Matlache is is gone. So you're gonna you would have to take a boat, you would have to, you know, kayak maybe or paddleboard. And it's just really it's like a sight because where there once was a road is now filled with like water, like seawater. And it looks like a little mini canal to the ocean again, which is crazy. So yesterday I took a boat and then on the island itself, I would have to hitchhike with locals to get to St. James City, which is down by, you know, Pine Islands. So it's a lot of walking, hitchhiking, and the courtesy and, you know, the support of the locals willing to give you a ride on their boat and stuff. What What are you hearing from locals while you're walking with them? Um, what are they saying? A lot of them are saying that they're lucky because they're alive. And then a lot of them saying that this wasn't fun. And that is a terminology that was used a lot in the interviews that this was not fun. And you would think about it, like, when would it be fun? You know, and c- coming from Miami, we used to joke around about having hurricane parties when the hurricane came. But in the, all seriousness, I think that is traveling across all of Florida. I mean, when a hurricane comes it's usually like a a time to relax people don't go to work yeah you get some flooding but nothing major and this was a major storm and when people say it's not fun I'm guessing it's because you know they used to have a relaxed time when you know minor hurricanes would come in and not cause that much damage so a lot of them are saying that it was terrifying that they they were scared that they couldn't believe the water levels that they couldn't believe how high it got And at the end of the day, with so much looting that's happening, they don't want to leave their homes. They don't want to shelter. They don't want to go anywhere. And they're going to have to, Mm -hmm. which is really sad part. They're going to have to leave because they have to get rid of that debris and they have to clear the roads and make some sort of way for them to come back. But they're so terrified of being looted. They're so terrified of their things being gone because at this point, they don't have anything. Right. Trying to hold on to what's left if possible. And for you, I know you grew up in South Florida and this isn't your first hurricane or the first hurricane you've covered as a journalist and you've covered all kinds of um, tragic and all kinds of events. Can you compare it to anything else? I can compare it to anything else. Although when I see certain buildings in debris or certain buildings abandoned, it reminds me of Surfside. But Surfside was one building. And it does remind me of the Bahamas and Dorian 
But again, the Bahamas, you know, they still, they were able to keep, you know, people were able to clear out their homes and keep, you know, going back to their homes. But this is different. I mean, the Bahamas was, is a small island. I would say that the Bahamas basically fits into, you know, Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel and Captiva, if you were like to mix it all together. Mm-hmm. But this is way larger in the sense of like it hit Fort Myers downtown, which is way inland. The shrimping boats are on top of one another. And you didn't see that in Dorian, at least in the Bahamas where I was. So it does, you know, it's very similar to Dorian. And Dorian was awful because it literally stood still. And, you know, that that was so damaging, the fact that it just did not move. But this is such a wide amount of land and so much more people than the Bahamas. And so I think that's where it's like shocking that even inland is, you know, completely, completely flooded and complete devastation. And with some of the people that you've spoken with there during your time in the West Coast of Florida, you've been with people who are coming back to their homes for the first time after the storm. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. Or is there any anecdote or someone specific that stands out to you? The one that really stuck out was this lovely, lovely couple that lived inland in Fort Myers. And I was walking through their neighborhood and they survived because they swam out of their home and survived on the pontoon boat with their cats throughout the entire storm because the floodwaters was going above their heads and they had to swim out to survive because it was going up to the roofs of their home. So they had to literally yeah. swim out. And this was an older couple, you know, like late 60s. And so to swim out with your cats and turtle as well to a pontoon boat and, you know, stick it out on a pontoon boat was pretty, like, incredible. I mean, they were in complete shock, but they survived and they they were, you know, trying to move forward and try to, you know, be grateful that they were still here. The cat survived because they floated on a mattress. Wow. You share these kinds of harrowing stories that are just unimaginable. Do you hear of anyone doubting their stay in Florida or thinking of leaving? I was interviewing a woman and she, the same thing, she hung on by her roof on her trailer park and she hung on to that. And then, you know, she went to a car and she held on to the car throughout the entire storm. And then her friend comes by and she's not in the video, but her friend comes by. She was like, I'm so glad to see you, honey. How are you doing? She was like, I was hanging on to my roof. And she was like, holy, you know, holy yes. I can't believe it. And then she said, never again. So there are some people that don't want to do this again, but they will risk it to live in Florida. You know, it it comes with living in paradise, some people say. What about aid efforts? Do you see that happening? Are people getting what they need? The U.S. military helicopters, a variety of them, are bringing a bunch of water. That is what mostly you'll see is water. And it's because we don't know how the water situation is here. We got Amber Alerts that we need to boil our water or get them from bottled waters for the time being because the water situation, we just don't know how how bad it is. So what you're seeing is a ton of water. The local community has started cooking. So there are food areas where they will give meals out, especially restaurants whose freezers were still on 
um, during the storm and then they just shut off. They have to cook all the frozen meat and frozen foods because, you know, it'll go bad. Mm -hmm. So they're cooking a lot of food for a lot of people. People are eating scallops and shrimps and they're saying this is the best meal I've had in days and or in my all my life. And it's happening now during the hurricane. And it's because the community is really coming together to do that. And you are seeing a bunch of people from FPL and people from different parts of the nation coming in to help restore power back and also AT&T cell service. So a bunch of trucks from AT&T and different cell service providers to get more communication out. So you're seeing the help, but I am really worried more about the financial aid coming in or out of this, whether they're going to approve it or not approve it. Right, right. In the longer term recovery, which we'll be we'll be talking about for a long, long time. That was Maria Alejandra Cardona. She is a video journalist for Reuters. You can find a link to more of her reporting on our social media at WLRN Sundial. And that's Sundial now for Tuesday, October 4th. I'm Leslie Ovalle Atkinson. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. The program is made possible in part by support from Miami Cancer Institute.